Good afternoon, it's been a while. Francis here, the unexpected detour lady, here to just add some thoughts about cancer. You know, cancer is something that we don't wish for, we don't ask for, but it does happen. And I gotta say one thing. You know, like with anything in life, it's how you handle the situation. Are you going to be able to handle it? We never know until it happens. And that's what happened to me. But really, I came back because I needed to complete my story. But I just have a thought. I know everybody remembers Chaswick Bozeman, who died of cancer, of the colon. And... Although we were devastated, I'm going to tell you something. He is actually a hero to many of us who have cancer. You see, he never let his cancer get into the way of anything, anything. And I'm sure he went through a lot with the chemo, which I had, the radiation, which I had, Whatever medicines you have to take, it's a lot you go through, but nobody understands it. And the reason why they don't understand is because a true warrior is going to fight that war. They're going to walk that walk. They're going to talk that talk. They're going to act as though life is good, even when it's bad. We smile. We are not looking for sorrow. We're not looking for pity. We're going through our journey. And with that journey, there is a smile on the face, which is something everyone should have. Yes, I know life gets hard at times for everybody. Everybody, life is hard. But, you know, some things you can change because those are choices. And some things you can't change with the things that were unpreventable. But you walk around with that smile. And the world never knows what you're going through. And that's what I admire most about him. Who knew that when he was doing his Black Panther movie that he was even going through anything? Nobody could even fathom. And when I read his story, and I said, you know, this man, he went through this. Nobody knew. You know, he kept it to himself. People didn't know, let's put it that way. And the people he chose to share his journey with were his closest friends. It would be so awesome if we all had friends that we could just be close to and keep our things confidential. And I guess with his status, it was best that he did keep it confidential. But then on the other hand, you know, by sharing your story, your journey, what you've been through in life, I always feel that it's always good to share it. Maybe you don't share because you're embarrassed, and maybe because you don't, maybe you don't share because you don't think others will understand. But I have a feeling they will understand and you know I tell my story about my journey because I want to reach somebody that maybe didn't understand 
all the aspects of what goes into breast cancer. I might not know all of them, but I do know what went into mine. And mine was, it was a surprise, you know. Like, you know, I never expected it. But I don't know if I recently said, but it was stage two. I always wanted to know, how do they know the stages of these these cancers? Well, where I went, Sloan Kettering, they seemed to draw pictures. And the pictures, the visual effect of those pictures helped me to understand exactly what it was. And what made it to stage two was the size of the lump. And then they have A and B. Mine was B. B because the lymph node also had cancer in it, which it was encapsulated, which I remember saying before. So therefore, it never opened, but it was cancerous in there. So that made it stage to be had I had excuse me if there was nothing in the lymph node then it would have been stage 2a so that is why I received I received the uh, chemo which I would have and I will go back to the the chemo that I received because it had it had names to it plus I was triple positive, so that means I had a lot of estrogen, progesterone, and the human epidural growth was high. So that made it triple positive. So I also received hormone therapy. So that's why I said it takes a while to go through this, but when you meet other people or other women who are the negative, they take chemo more than I did. So let's put it this, they don't have radiation. There's, I don't know, I'm not gonna say they don't, because I don't know, but I did meet someone who was a triple triple negative, and all she did was take chemo. Whereas on the other hand, she was, yes, she was triple positive and a negative was her ER and PR. So it's different. So her progesterone and her estrogen were low, whereas mine is high. Mine is thought to be a little bit more aggressive because of the high levels of progesterone and estrogen. I know this is all confusing. I do forgive, do forgive me. I'm trying to explain it. I don't have my notes here because I do have notes of everything I went through and I don't have the notes available. But I will get them and I'm going to go over all those names of the medicines that I went. So let's back this up. As I'm going through all of these things, you know, the first thing I remember was chemo. Chemotherapy is actually poison. So not only am I getting my bad cells killed, the good ones are going right along with it. And that is what happens when the immune system disappears. 
So, along with the chemo, I had that patch called Nulesta. Yeah, that's it. Nulesta. Which worked wonders. You put it on yourself right after treatment. You take it off, and you're good to go. So, all was well with that. You know, but you do have your downs, your ups, but I try to keep myself positive in as many ways as I can for the simple fact of the matter. I really believe that illnesses, a lot of illnesses, we bring them on ourselves because we let things in our lives stress us out. And at that time, I was dealing with a very, very stressful situation and I'm not going to say that's the blame, but I'm sure, you know, it might have been a catalyst in it. So let's put it like that. So, but I'm not going to keep you long because I'm going to come back later with all my notes. And I'm going to go over exactly everything. But I just wanted to say, you know, sometimes people smile. You don't never know that they're going through things, and that's the good thing. You never know what they're going through, and if they are, they're only going to keep it amongst a few people. So I don't think that's good at all times because, especially if it's something that could save somebody's life, I guess for me, it's best to just talk about it, spread the word, you know, and let people know what to expect. I mean, I thank God for the people that did have cancer, no matter what kind it was, that they, when I told them I had breast cancer, you know, even though the cancer was different, they were there to encourage me. You know, they just poured into me a lot of positivity, so much positivity. No, I didn't have a support group where I had somebody come with me and this and that. No, it was their words of positivity that gave me that support and that determination, the affirmations that were spoken to me. That is what made me pick up my torch, and keep going. And until today, I still, I don't have the breast cancer. I'm in remission, praise God, praying to stay that way for the rest of my life. But I do take another drug called Letrozole, which is something that postmenopausal women take for 10 years. So with that being said, I will be back. Say la vie. Have a good day. Bye. October's here. And in October, everything goes pink. I wonder why. It goes pink in honor of all breast cancer warriors whether they have gone home to be with the Lord, whether they are here, they've survived, and whether they're still fighting. They are all warriors because breast cancer is a war. 
unless you have been there, you will never understand how it feels when your body is disfigured because of your breasts, when the hormones for the sexual drive disappear, when the hair is gone, those days and nights of feeling fatigue, and those days where you just don't have enough energy to do anything. But let me be here to encourage you. You can do anything when you have breast cancer because your mindset is what's going to get you through this. Your mindset says you can do it. You have to do it. You have to do it not just for your family, but because you want to do it. And that is how I made it through. Yes, I had to get through this. No matter what, I was determined to get through this. So every November, every October is that time when I get my mammogram. And for those women who have not had one, shame on you. Shame, shame, shame. For those women who've never learned how to examine your breasts, shame on you. Even if nobody ever taught you, YouTube is out now. You can learn. And that is what's bad. For me, I did it all the time. Mammograms yearly, yearly. Until October, until that June 2017, when I began to notice something different with how the mammogram was being done. Now, just imagine, had I not gone June 17th, it's probably that it would have been worse than what it is. Okay, because mine was stage 2. B, which meant I had breast cancer and it was a lumpectomy. It was a size between two and five centimeters, and I had it in a lump, a lump underneath the arm. So that's what made it the two B. And because under the two B, the two B wasn't positive. So, yes, but anyway, we'll get on to that later. I just want to encourage you and just say to you who don't want to go get this mammogram, what the hell are you afraid of? What is there to fear? It's a machine. I keep putting it on Facebook. It is a machine. You stand there. I don't care what they do. They're squeezing the breasts but they're making sure. And I've suggested to many, go do the 3D mammogram. 3D mammogram takes nine shots of your breasts. You don't have to move, it moves for you. Then you turn to a different position, it moves for you. So you're getting nine on each, you're getting it 18 times on one side, 18 times on another side, but you're only going in two positions, front and side, and that's it, and you're gone. Results, if you go, depending upon the hospital, are given right away. And then, as I thought about that, I realized that when I had that mammogram in 2017, 
I didn't go to the main hospital. I went to one of the little out, you know, the, the clinics where they have out and you go there, you get your examination done, but the results will be mailed to you. And that is where I made my mistake. I made my mistake because I wanted to go there because you're in, you're out, it's quick, everything was always negative, and I didn't have to deal with sitting down there in the room waiting for all these people to finish, and that is where I wasn't really thinking, but then I didn't know. But to be honest with you, I felt that little lump underneath the arm, and because I would wear deodorant, and deodorant would always make me have these lumps. I thought that was it. So I said, you know what? I'm going to change my deodorant, do something different. The lump was still there. I would lay in bed at night, and that lump was still there. And all I kept saying, no, this cannot be what I'm thinking. And then I remember something that someone told me. The breast cancer lumps, they don't really move. They're like stationary, you know. And this lump just stayed there. It stayed there, and it stayed there, and it stayed there. So I said, well, that's probably just what it is, a cyst under the arm, because the breasts, I didn't feel anything. And I've always done these self-examinations. So I figured maybe if I put a little heat pad under there, this lump would disappear. No. And it wasn't until I got that diagnosis that I had breast cancer that I put two and two together. See, the body was already telling me the signs, but I didn't put it together. Because your body will give off signals. It lets you know. I never had anything wrong with the breast, no pain, no lump, no nothing, just under the arm. But I didn't think about that like that. I just figured it was just a lump. So... For all of those women who are so afraid to go and get a mammogram, you've got to tell me why. Don't tell me no crap because of a pandemic. Because you could still make an appointment. You go by yourself, make your appointment. They put the mask on you. Take your temperature before you go in the door. Ask you 50 questions, but go do it. The life you save is your own your own body, your own boobs. And for those that are young and it runs in your family, I hope and pray that you get checked. Mine wasn't in my family. Breast cancer did not run in my family. For me, it was just something you did every year. You got a breast cancer, you got your mammogram, and you always went for that pap smear. Daily routine, a yearly routine that was done since the age of 40. And as I said, please, ladies, go get your mammogram. Teach yourself how to check your body for things that don't feel right. You've got to know your body. Yes, it is important. You have to get familiar with your body at all times, every aspect of it. You, have, you will see things different. Okay, so what? We get a little older. We know how to fix the weight. But trust me, when your boobs are gone, you can get them back, but they will never be yours. You know, 
and I don't know how it feels because I never lost mine, but I have some women that I'm friends with, and I'm proud of them because they are very proud of not having them because they survived. They didn't look for this breast cancer to come. They didn't look to have the double mastectomy. But guess what? They're still walking around living, and that is a blessing. I have some, they've had one breast removed, not double. They're still living, you know. So it's up to you. You can find those things that are wrong if you just take the time to look. So next week, I will be going live, though, with some breast cancer patients, and they will tell you some of their story. Not the whole story, because some parts of stories are a little hurtful. And you don't really want to tell too much. But I am going to get back to mine. Because as days go by, you know, the memory becomes clearer. Because around this time, that 2017, I was recuperating from that lumpectomy. And it's like yesterday. You just remember yesterday. But three years later, thank God that I am a survivor of breast cancer. I thank him with all my heart. And I just want you ladies to go out there and do it. Make a promise to yourself. Check your boobs. And with that being said, sorry, with that being said, I will be back next week with one of my special guests, one of my pink sisters, and we will discuss their diagnosis, how they found out, how they got over it, and a way to encourage others who are going through it. I even have someone that was a nurse. She's not a nurse anymore, but she was an oncology nurse. She's willing to come on here and talk. And I, as a caregiver, I can tell you, I never dealt with the breast cancer patient, but dealing with cancer as a caregiver is very, very rough. Very rough, very toxic. And no matter how you feel on the outside, your mind must always remain positive when you're dealing with these people. You cannot show your emotions. You cannot show your fears. You got to be the person that they know because that is the person they're expecting. They want to see that smile, that love, that caring, that encouragement. Not anything depressing. You must always, always remain positive. It might hurt you but it'll save their life.